0: Everybody, Um, if you're new here, we are concluding our series on In the Meantime. And basically what that is, is, you know, there are just times in our life where we just go through difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. Or we might be going through this one difficulty where we just feel stuck. Where every day, it's kind of like being in the ocean. You just get pounded by a wave, and you get shoved down, and you come up for a breath of air. And right as you get gulped, this breath of fresh air, you get pounded again. And as you look at it, and you look over the horizon, you just see wave after wave after wave coming. And you're bracing yourself, and you're saying, Lord, enough, enough. And you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. What do you do in the meantime, because we have God's promises that God says that um, good will come out of this situation. But what if we can't see the good and we're just stuck in this situation where we just don't see any way out? And that, this has been our series and this is what we've, I've been trying to communicate through scripture, that God does have principles that we could live by, that God gives us principles that we can have hope when we are living in the meantime, between where we could see the good come out and the difficulties that we are um, experiencing. And last week, we talked about trials. And we talked about how God uses trials to develop persevering faith, Because a faith where everything is just nice and a faith where God just answers all of our prayer requests, that doesn't honor God, and it doesn't impress people. But it's the faith that when we get pounded over and over and over and over again, and we still choose to believe and follow and trust God in spite of our difficulty, that is the faith that that honors God. And that is a faith that honors God, not between us and him, but people take notice of that kind of faith. And today, we're going to end our series in, with that, you know, when we do go through times of difficulty and trouble, you know, God promises to comfort that, comfort us. But... He also wants us to do something else with that comfort. So if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to 2 Corinthians 1, 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. And this is the Apostle Paul writing this letter. Now, for those of you who don't know the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul was a Jewish leader who hated Christians. I mean, there was not one person on this earth that hated Christians more than the Apostle Paul. He persecuted Christians, he Uh, killed Christians. He made life miserable for Christians. And then he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and Paul converted to Christianity. And he was the one who probably had, outside of, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, the most influence on the church today in his writings. But this is what he said. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. He says, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And this is interesting that he would say this here. And he's just starting this letter because 11 chapters, just 11 chapters from this verse, you know, in verse number 12 he writes this. It's not up there, so I just want you to listen. And this is the Apostle Paul saying, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So, Do you see like there's a contradiction here? Well, he's saying, praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the uh, Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And then 12 chapters later, he's talking about receiving this thorn that God, it's a messenger from Satan that beats him up every single day. And he pleaded with God to take him away. And God said three times, no, and we talked about that in our previous sermon. But the Apostle Paul could write this because he, along with the other New Testament writers, understood this dilemma. That God is the God who allows us to go through difficulties to develop persevering faith is the same God who is the father of all compassion and the God of God. Of all comfort, he understood this dilemma, and sometimes we don't because we think we hope that God is the God of all comfort and all compassion, but we don't want to read verse twelve and say, hey, "You know, is this that same God? Is this the God of all comfort and all compassion? Who three times I ask God to take this away is just beating me up, and He says no." Paul understood this. And he's saying, even though I go through difficult times, I will continue to believe and follow the God of all compassion and all comfort. Just because God allows us to go through trials that we don't understand does not mean that he's not the God of all comfort and all compassion. And when you take a look at the word comfort there, You know, in the Greek, it means more than just comfort. Because when we think of comfort, we think of when somebody goes through a trial, they come over and say, "Hey, are you okay, Pastor Dave? Are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, I'm here for you. You know, whatever you need, you know, you know, I'll I'll get that for you." And you try to comfort them that way, and that is a part of this word comfort. But the this word means comfort, but it also means to strengthen. It's provide comfort and to provide strength. And so this is a comfort that brings courage. Okay, this is a comfort that brings perseverance that says, you know what? You could persevere in whatever you're going through because God is with you. Because God says when you're weak, you are strong. It's a comfort that motivates and a comfort that gives hope. It's not a comfort that just says, hey, how you doing? Are you doing okay? You know, I feel bad for you. It's so much more than just that. And so we see in verse number, uh, chapter 4, it says, God who comforts us in all troubles. It says, God who comforts us in all troubles. And not just as some troubles, not just the little troubles. He said, God comforts us with this comfort and strength in all troubles. And then he says, so we can. So we can be happy. So that we could be at peace? No, let's continue. It says, who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Because, you know, let's say, when we are going through a difficult time, when we are going through a trial, some of you are going through a difficult time right now. How many times, you know, before you go to bed, how many of you are praying, God, please comfort me? Any of you? No. What do we pray? God, please deliver me from this. You know, the pastor can comfort me. I need, <laughs> I need something miraculous from you, okay? I need you to deliver me from this situation. I need, <laughs> I need money. I don't need comfort, you know? I need good grades. I need friends. I need com- I don't need comfort. And how many of us pray for comfort? I would say the majority of us, including myself, we don't. We pray for deliverance. We pray for deliverance. But he says, God who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Next slide. It says, God comforts us so that we could comfort others. God comforts us. So we can comfort others. You know, there's a you know, when we talk about tithing and giving, um, we said that God blesses us so that we could be a blessing for others. And I think we all understand that. The same principle here is God comforts us when we go through difficult times. Why? So just we could so that we could just be at peace? so that we could just feel you know good and okay no he comforts us so we can comfort others you see that god doesn't waste a difficult experience god uses trials to develop persevering faith faith but god also uses trials to allow us to minister and to comfort others who are going through the same thing. In verse number five, it says, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comforts abound through Christ. And basically, what the Apostle Paul is saying, there is a commonality that each one of us has with the sufferings of Christ. You know, he was lonely. You know, you know, times when we are lonely. You know, he experienced rejection. He experienced disloyalty with his closest friends, betrayal. And all of us, you know, at one point or another, we've experienced some of those things. He experienced a dark time in his life where he asked, God, is there another way out of this? And there are times when we have experienced dark times in our lives when we have experienced, and when we experience those things and ask God, God, is there another way out? And so Jesus understands what we go through. We have a Lord and Savior who just doesn't sit up in heaven, who's not just looking down on us, and has no clue of what it feels like to go through what we're going through. We serve a God who knows exactly what we go through. And this is what Andy Stanley says. He goes, Our capacity to comfort is determined by the degree to which we've suffered. Our capacity to comfort is determined by the degree to which we have suffered. Have you ever been in a bad place? you know a difficult place where you're just suffering and you know you you have well-meaning friends and they're coming over to encourage you they're trying to say you know words to cheer you up they're praying for you they might be saying is there anything i could do for you but deep in your heart you 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 love them for doing that but you're saying you don't understand you just don't understand what I'm going through. And then all of a sudden there's a person that comes by to minister to you that you know that there are no words that need to be said because he or she has been through the similar circumstances and even though your your circumstances may not be identical they know what you are going through. There's that instant connection now, I'm not saying that we should only comfort those with whom we have a shared experience with because we are not, in, in the Bible, we are instructed to comfort everybody. But you know what? A lot, you know what the number one fear, I think, of pe- for all of us to go out and, let's say, comfort somebody, to go out and visit somebody who's in pain? You know what the number one, I think, obstacle is? It's fear. It's fear. Fear of not knowing what to say to that person who's struggling or fear of not having any answers to the questions why? And I'll give you a secret here. I've been doing this since two thousand since nineteen ninety, twenty-eight years. And when I go out there and you know, I visit people who are hit by a curveball, who didn't see this who didn't see this coming, who are suffering, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, and I don't have the answers. You know, when I had we had to deal with a, a, a family who lost their child. I had no answers for that. You know, I had no answers. But you know what? The pre- the important thing is not that you have the answers, and not that you know what to say. Is just your presence there. Your presence means everything. You know, so when you see a person struggling, your presence means everything. However, when there's somebody that has to take care of their aging parents, when they experience sleepless nights because they are constantly getting up, changing diapers or having to deal with um, soiled sheets or soiled diapers, and it's so bad and it smells so bad that you have to take your parent and actually put them in the shower, and wash them down because that's the easiest way to care for them. Or when they have no social life because the majority of the time is either working or taking care of their parents or when they have to transport them here and there, getting them in and out of the car with a wheelchair, being tired and being frustrated and feel like they're in prison. When I walk through the door, there's an instant connection. Why? Because I went through that myself. You know, I might not be the best preacher out there, <laughs> but one thing I think I'm okay at or good at is counseling. You know, listening you know, to your problems. And so, but even though I feel like I'm a good counselor, there are certain things that you know about my life that I just really don't understand what you are going through. That doesn't mean that don't come talk to me just because I haven't had that same experience that you do. But when you come to me, you, know, you just know there are certain things that as hard as I try, I'll never truly understand what you're going through because I just haven't gone through this before. You know, some of you might be dealing with an illness right now. Some that could be healed, some that maybe cannot be. But there are others who are going through that same thing. Some of you might be here right now, might be going through marital marital troubles. Well, guess what? There are others that are going through the same thing you do. There are others that you could minister to because you know what it's like going through that experience. And you received the comfort that God's given you that you can give to other people. And just maybe, just maybe, this might be the start of making sense of your affliction, knowing that God, I don't know why you allowed me to go through this, but if I could help somebody else, if I could comfort somebody else, it might. this might be the start of giving meaning to what I'm going through. And he continues in verse 6. He says, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings, that we suffered and basically what Paul is saying here is you know what guys I suffered a lot my followers suffered a lot and you could read in scripture how much the apostle Paul suffered but what does he say we suffered for your sake you know we went through all of this and we could comfort you because God comforted us but not only did God comfort us we could say that we made it through and so can you You know, we went through all of this and God developed this persevering faith and persevering endurance in us and he could do the same thing for you. And that's how Paul saw his suffering. Yes, he went through some difficult times, but he said it was for them so he could provide comfort and hope to them. And finally in verse seven, and it says, and our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you also share in our comfort. He's saying, you know what, guys, I get it. That we, there are some common sufferings that we go through. And there are certain things that you're going through that I went through. And I know you understand and that you could bring comfort to me also. You know, there are some of you right now, like I said, are just going through something that you don't understand why God's allowing you to go through this. You could say, yes, God, if there's any way to develop persevering faith, I would rather choose some other way. But God is allowing you to go through this. And he promised. He promised to comfort you. Not only just to say that you're okay, but he promised to give you that comfort that strengthens you if you let him, but but so that you can comfort others. So, what's the weekly challenge this week? I said, Meditate on Second Corinthians 1 3 to 7 every day. This is just a short you know, four verses, five verses. You know, if you could do it once in the morning and once in the evening, that'd be great. Now, if you're going through a trial right now, if you're going through a difficulty, try asking God to comfort you and not to save you from it. Now, that might be hard. You say, that's crazy. You know, God, you know, like I shared before, whatever difficulty you are going through right now, that might be the focal point of what God is trying to do in your life right now. Have you ever thought of that? Whatever difficulty you are going through right now might be the focal point of God's work in your life right now. So don't ask for deliverance. Ask that God would comfort you. And so the last thing is reach out to someone you know who is going through the same difficulty you've experienced in the past. You know, there might be people that are suffering right now that you know that have, uh, that are going through something that you've already experienced. You know, have the courage to reach out to them and comfort them with the comfort that God has given you. The strength that God has given you to persevere despite whatever you're going through. I mean, just the fact that you're here today, sitting here today, if you're going through problems, it sh- tells me that you are persevering through that, that you didn't give up on the faith, right? And so as God has allowed you to persevere and bear under, up under that, Give hope and encouragement to somebody else who's going through or is going through the same thing right now.